Thanks for listening to another message from Life Christian Church. We hope it challenges and encourages you and helps you to grow in your faith. Don't forget, download our app to stay up to date with what's going on at Life. Share your prayer requests or pray for others. Read the Bible online and much, much more. Simply search for Life Christian Church in your app store. It is good to be with you, uh, to obviously church family, but extended families and friends. It is great to have you with us. I love this thing of a journey. And as we look at uh, kids ministry, I love seeing the way that kids ministry can help shape people into the space and the position that God wants them and desires us to be um, later in life. So I love the fact that we've got a kids ministry that's going great guns and to see people down here that are learning about God and how to follow him from so young, that really is an awesome thing. Uh, Hands up, who's on a journey? Most of us are on a journey. Actually, we're all on a journey. And so for us, I've I've loved watching Pastor Peter's series with the interviews on living with a question mark. And to observe people's journey is really quite incredible. And as I look at the people that have been on the interviews, they have gone through things that we would never plan out for our own journey. We certainly wouldn't ever hope for those things to happen. But yet they are able to glorify God through the season, through the situation and then coming out of it and they're able to stick to the path that God has for them but come out shaped and strengthened and I've been personally challenged excuse me, personally challenged, but also encouraged. And I think for all of us, we're all on a journey, whether we like it or not. But I've discovered that being on a journey doesn't mean that we're actually growing. Just like on a very practical level, just walking doesn't necessarily mean we're walking in the right direction. Who would have thought? It's possible just to walk and not end up at the destination that's designed for us. It's possible to, to be pursuing something that, that we think is the right path, but actually we end up in a space of emptiness or a place of being discontent. But God has so much more for us. God has a life where we do find true contentment, true meaning, true purpose, and to be set free from, from what our lives actually deserve, which is life away from God. But God has this path for us that we are right with him forevermore which is so awesome and so as we look at this thing of a journey uh, recently I was in Hobart and went out for dinner and from the hotel I was staying at took a fairly long way around to get to where I was going and so finished up dinner it was fairly late in the evening well late for a Tasmanian at least so it was probably 8.30 no it was a bit later than that but it was dark so that means it's late right and so I'm heading back and I could see my hotel from where I was heading and I took a long way around to get there I thought I'm just going to beeline it and so that was a smart idea until I got to an eight foot high fence it's a fair bit taller than me if you're wondering and so I hit this eight foot fence I take this massive detour back around to the path that I walked down on that I knew got me there but I was pursuing that shortcut which wasn't helpful at all and so I want to look at uh, a verse from Proverbs 4 25 to 27 or a few actually but today I, my message title is pursue the path and I want to encourage us all today to continually pursue the path that God has for us on a personal level on a corporate level but I hope that you will be encouraged and also challenged so uh, Proverbs 4 25 let your eyes look straight ahead 
Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. And this, in my edition of the NIV, this whole chapter is called um, Get Wisdom at Any Cost. And I think that's a great title for it, Get Wisdom at Any Cost. And there's something that takes great wisdom to pursue the path that God has for each of us. And pursuing the path, it takes some work. As I revisit the journey that people have been on that have shared in the Living with a Question Mark series, it took them some soul-searching And it took some grit and determination to continually walk the path that God had for them. And I think that's true when our season looks far different to what we anticipated, expected, hoped for. It can be really tough to pursue the path. But the reward that God has in store for us far outweighs any hardship that we can go through. It takes some work to pursue the path. It takes some patience to wait for God's timing. It takes some discipline to make sure that God's voice is the loudest and the most significant in our world. It takes some sacrifice, some letting go, some getting out of the way to let the Holy Spirit lead us to where we're going. It's really hard to see something that we're heading for and just sort of take things into our own hands a bit. But then we actually rob ourselves of the fullness and richness and experience of knowing what it is to trust God with everything. Because when we can get out of the way and just let God work in us and through us, it actually takes the pressure off you and I, which is an awesome space to be able to operate out of. So I want to encourage you to, to if you find yourself trying to take hold of them reins, trying to take hold of the wheel, let God, trust God, trust the process, trust the promise, trust the path that he has you on, that he's guiding you in. The Passion Translation of the same passage titles it, Watch Where You're Going. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Watch where you're going, stick to the path of truth. And the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked, not even for a moment. Or take the detour that leads to darkness. There's so many good directions and applications we can take from this to make sure that we are pursuing the path that God has for each of us. And life is full of distractions. Sometimes we look at high schoolers and uni students and go, ah, there's so much distraction around them. How do they do it? And that's true, but there is so much distraction around each of us, and it's not a new thing. But we need to make sure that we aren't getting sidetracked, that we're making sure we are relying on God's strength, on God's power to pursue the path and to be walking in what he has for us. And the beauty is that it's God that gives us the capacity and strength to do that. It's not something we have to come up with. So God has a path for us, but we operate in it out of His strength and His power. So again, it takes the pressure off us, but also it is possible. It is possible to go through the the worst season that you could humanly think of and still be pursuing God to still be glorifying God, that that would be a thing that shapes your faith to more. That's something that you grow in likeness of Jesus 
even though it's a path you never hoped for, that you never would wish on anybody, that when we can trust God in everything and through everything, there's a shaping and a growing process that takes place, much like following a direction. It's not just walking aimlessly, but it's walking to a certain point with God that knows where we need to be, that he's setting up the steps for us. In verse 26, it talks about a smooth path. And I chuckle a little bit inside when I read that. It's like, your path will be smooth and safe. If I ask before, hands up, who's on a journey? Hands up, who's on a smooth journey? Smooth journey, anyone? It's crazy, isn't it? But the reference is to knowing where that path leads, that we would know where that path is going. Much like when you're walking through the bush and you've got uh, little animal pads or tracks that have been worn down and pressed down, there's an element of smooth to it, as in it's distinguished, it's defined. Uh, It's probably a bit of a throwback to Isaiah who talks about making a highway through the desert for Jesus too. But it's like a, a bitumen road up the side of a hill it's defined it's easy to see it doesn't mean it's easy but it is distinguished it is defined and I love that God will define the path for him if we will seek him out on it so here we have this this smooth path that doesn't really feel smooth a lot of the time but it is the path that God has for us, that he has it at us own. And as a disciple of Jesus, as we step onto that path and continue that path that is full of meaning, full of joy, full of purpose, that is surrendered to Jesus and anything he wants to do in our life, there is something that happens there that we cannot experience any other way. But more than that, the reward now and forever in pursuing the path That really is an incredible privilege and an amazing space to live. And so as speaking about the disciples and us as disciples, followers of Jesus, I love the fact that because we're disciples, we can read Jesus' prayers for his disciples and take that directly for us too. So I want to read one of Jesus' prayers for his disciples in John 17, in verse 13 to 19. And this is Jesus speaking to God the Father. I am coming to you now. But I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have my full measure of joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. Now I'm not sure if Jesus knew exactly what the disciples were heading into, but he knew that wasn't an easy path or an easy road for them to pursue. But he prays this prayer and Jesus had to pray in line with God's will. He couldn't do that being totally God, totally man. He couldn't pray against God's will. So we know that he's praying God's will when he says that God would keep them safe. And it's talking about a safety that is much more than a physical safety because we know that the disciples actually were anything but safe physically. You look at the way that they, the life ended up on earth for most of them, they weren't kept safe physically. 
But yet this prayer is that they would be kept safe in the eternal hand of God, that they would know that relationship with him and that would hold them in good stead and that would continue on forever. And the prayer is the same for us, that we would pursue this path that God is keeping us safe in all eternity, that he is keeping our spirit safe, even though the path may bring physical despair and pain and even though it may look like anything we wish, We're able to stand firm knowing that God has got this, that God has got you, but we need to pursue that path that he's calling us into. And so as the disciples head out, there's this sense of they are bringing uh, who Jesus was to the earth. And the same is us, that through us pursuing the path that lies before us, the path that God has for us, it does allow us to grow in capacity and influence to shine Jesus to the world around us, starting with those that are closest. And it does need to start with those that are closest. And God is guiding us and leading us. And he wants you to walk into even greater capacity. He wants you to know his strength even more. He wants you to know his guiding even more. And he wants to influence those around you. He wants to influence this area, the nations, for his glory through your life. But if we don't choose to pursue the path, there's no way that that can happen through our lives. So I want to encourage you, pursue that path. And when it feels like it's all going wrong, seek God, follow him, press into him, knowing that it's his strength and his sustenance. For the grade sixes, got some grade sixes around. Hands up if you're in grade six. Awesome. So I want to encourage you with something, grade sixes, that for you, this is a time where you start to walk your own path a little more where you start to rely on your own feet a little more. You have some more independence. It's an exciting time. There are challenges. But I want you to know that God's desire is that he would have your heart 100%. That he would have you 100%. And I hope that you are able to know God's identity. It's so easy to look around and try and get our identity from different places. But it is only God that can give you your identity. And so I want to encourage you when when you're feeling tempted to pursue identity in many different things, know that it's actually God that's giving you your identity. And pursue him at all costs, knowing what it is to operate in his power. And God wants to see you so close. So for everything that you walk through, for everything that you go through, stay close. Stick with him, knowing God never leaves. But stick close and pursue the path that he has. Avoid them distractions that try to take you away. But God, he wants to keep you close. He wants to keep you safe and hold you. He wants you to know what it is to have a full relationship with him through Jesus. And for those that aren't in grade six, I'm not looking around. Anybody not in grade six? God's heart for you is also that you would connect and commit. His desire has always been that. But all the more, as we we continue on our journey, as the path can sometimes get a little bit faint, uh, sometimes we get a little bit fatigued taking step after step after step. 
but God is wanting to redirect our steps. He's wanting to, to guide us back to that place where we're walking the path that he has for us because he knows what is to come. He knows what your future holds and can hold and he wants to steer you in that direction. Just like a shortcut, sometimes we get so impatient with God's timing and so we take a shortcut because God's given me a sense of where he wants to take me. So I'm, that's great, that's awesome, thanks for that God. Now I'm going to make some paths for myself to get there because I can see it, it's just over there and it's really easy. God's given us his sense of where he's guiding us so it's like right, let's go. And that's all fine until we get to an eight foot fence and we end up taking this detour where God was wanting to lead us anyway. I want to encourage you, trust God's timing. God's timing, perfect. God's timing, perfect. God's timing, it is still perfect. Trust God, trust his timing. So pursue God wholeheartedly. I want to invite Pastor Peter and the team to to come back up. And we're about to have the grade sixes come for graduation. But I want to encourage us all to pursue the path that God has for us and to pursue that at all.